1: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our great little community radio station which is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On today's show, have we got a show for you. It is Victorian Homing Association Week. This week we've got the Victorian Homing Association 500 mile and 600 mile fed winners. Got great interview with them And we have from Sydney also a very popular lady that races pigeons in Sydney talking about how she breeds pigeons and that's Poi Waitin. So we've got a jam-packed full show with some great interviews, great tips for you blokes that are starting to breed your pigeons. So have a listen to our show today and let's get on with the show right now. We have falcons in the studio. Falcons in the studio. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. Six hundred years the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wings. For the Maltese Falcon.
0: Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara.
1: Good morning, Tony! Hello, how are you, Mr. Maltese Falcon? Good, good morning,
2: Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, all the listeners, and good morning to everybody
1: around the world. Yes, good morning to everybody around the world, indeed, and we've got a lot of listeners around the world, that's for sure. And uh, a lot of listeners around the world like this funny character.
0: Back, folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino.
1: And a very good morning to Mr. Joe Angelino. I called you Giuseppe. will give you a new nickname, Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and good morning, David, and good morning, Tony, and good morning to the listeners. How are we? <laughs>
1: What's that ding you ding?
3: Well you've got the triangle, <laughs> I've got the Everywhere The wrestling uh, the wrestling match I don't know. The ding of the donga. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> know, I, <your> voice. <laughs> you know, maybe we should change your name to Mario Malano. Mario
3: Malachi. Oh, yeah. Actually my dad wrestled with him just in training. Yeah. Mr. Mario Malani, mm. he was a big boy.
1: I used to go and buy pizzas from him in Lygon Street. Oh, did ya?
3: Yeah, he, he was a yeah, general. He had a pizza shop in Lygon oh, Street. Did you see the hands on him?
1: Yeah,
2: my hands. He was a good wrestler. Right? I, go <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I used Tony. to go festival. To I learnt
1: watching. Yes, yeah, I used to go the festival all too. Exactly, yes. exactly. Killer Carl Cox yeah. and yeah. Mario Maloney. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, unreal. Jack Little, remember Jack
2: Little? Yeah, Jack Little.
3: That was the good old days, mate. Where are these people? We've got to do this. There's no more of this stuff. <laughs> do they race pigeons? <laughs> well, maybe we should get them into racing pigeons if they're still around. Yeah. yeah. No, too good. Yeah. What a now,
4: show we got, mate.
1: Yes, we've got a show, a fantastic show. We've got interviews lined up with uh, Nick Lakiotis, who won the 500-mile f- for the Victorian Homing. It's Victorian Homing Association Week. And uh, we have the 600-mile... Uh, Fed winner for the Victorian Homing Association, also Tony Cutizano. Yes, and then and we've then... got Poi Waitin coming on. You, oh, yeah, she's very popular because every time we got Poi, the uh, downloads on the podcast go triple.
3: When you're good, you're good. Yes. She's just a funny character, isn't she? She's uh, so, she's awesome. And she gives really good advice, too. Yeah, yeah. She well, does. hey, how many Well, go tell me,
1: tell me. Before all these rumours are going around, they reckon that the VPO truck's no good anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on. Oh, they won't have a truck, and they won't be able to do this, and they won't be able to do that. Anyway. Yeah. What's happening, Miss Angelina? You well, tell me.
3: What's happening? I, I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen and tell me.
1: Okay, (laughs) this is what's
3: happening. (laughs) Our truck is uh, still in good nick, but uh, we're expanding. We're getting bigger, so Mm -hmm. we're looking at getting something bigger and better. And you know, when you grow, so the truck has to grow as well. Oh, you know what I mean.
1: So, what are we going to do? We're getting a new truck.
3: We're going to get a new truck, my friend. Bigger, bigger, bigger truck. Bigger motor, and you know. Mm. Yeah. Now Bigger tray. the big question is:
1: Yeah, you need to buy to get a new truck. You need money. Uh, we need money. Exactly. Where's the money going to come from? <laughs> well, someone said uh, if
3: you if you get on your knees and you pray, uh, you know, it'll just pop up in your bank. Is that true? I don't think so. Anyway, so what we're going to do is. Well, uh, oh,
1: you can pray. It we might can fall pray. out of heaven. You? Yeah, I don't know.
3: Well, I do. I'll, I'll pray, believe me, because <laughs> <laughs> we need a lot. <laughs> All right. uh, so, what we're going to do, we, we're organising a truck fund for the VPO. Yeah. And let me tell you, the people that. that uh, so, asked,
1: you're organising a truck fund. Yeah. So Yeah. We're going to do an online auction. We are. We're going to do an for online auction. Fund. Yep. And, and it's, it's going, going to be, be on the Greater Melbourne Auction site. That's Thanks correct. to Gary Gillard. Thank, Thank you very much, Mr. Gillard, Thank for you, Mr. Gary. letting us use your auction site.
3: What a gentleman. He's a nice guy. Talking about Gary, what's Gary going to do for us?
1: Yeah. He's donating a pigeon for the truck fund. Pff,
3: not only a pigeon, mm. what a cracker of a pigeon he's going to donate. Oh, yeah, wait be, till be, you Wait be. till you see the pedigrees.
1: But, Mr. Angelino, we have. A lot of good flyers donating a lot of good birds. Go on, talk. Oh, hit me, mate! Hit me! Oh, hit ya! Hit me! We have. well, he won a fed and he's won a lot of feds. This fella, Frank Di Pasquale, mate, hasn't he he's got da- top pigeons? And I've seen this bird, and I tell you what, my missus took a photo of the pigeon. Yeah, I better call her Amanda. She gets upset when I say missus. Yeah. Anyway, Amanda, um, lovely Amanda. She took a photo of this bird, and I tell you what, it's it's a cracker.
3: Well, absolute you, cracker, and that's the one that's going up for. Uh, for and the, for it's option.
1: it's the one that's the flavour at the moment. The, oh,
3: the bulk. oh, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Well, Frank, look, I'll tell you credit to Frank. He, he's got really, really good pigeons, yeah, mm. and um, he flies a very good pigeon too. Mm. Doesn't matter where he flies with what federation, he's always up mm. top, you know. Mm. So um, we're very lucky to have him with VPO, yeah. Um, and yeah, mm. so now it's going to be
1: good, and then. People are chasing long-distance pigeons. Everybody you talk to, oh, I want long-distance pigeons. Yeah, you're right. I want long-distance right. pigeons. Oh, well, we've got the best of the best of the best of long-distance pigeons. Hit me, Ivan. Who's the best All of right. the best? Now, this guy races a very good long-distance pigeon. Yeah. He trains pigeons in the dark. He's clocked in the dark, right? He's won 500 and 600-mile federations. Yeah. Not won a lot, right? And I'm talking about, we've got to have him on the program later on uh, to congratulate him on his 500-mile fed winner this year, and that's Mr. Nick Lackiotis. He's donating a bird.
5: Oh, how
3: good is that? Yeah. That's awesome. And this guy, like you said, he, he gets them in the night. He mm-hmm. gets in, them in, the the, in the long so distance. If you want a
1: long-distance pigeon, uh, we'll ask him about it, Joe, after. Yeah, good idea. Us. good idea. Good idea. Yeah, and
3: you good. know what? He doesn't keep much stock either. No. You know, so he's got... Quality birds, very good quality birds. Quality birds.
1: Then Mr. Angelino, yes. we've got a member of the VPO, but he was racing. I think he raced WPF. That's Mr. Clint Elso, mm. who's got some very good birds as well, mate. You want to see the
3: youngster? He's going to donate mm. off his top pair too. Mm. Top pair. I think he was saying uh, the the cock was about two grand. The hen was about fifteen hundred, and and it's just, they just produce for him nonstop. So very good. we'll have pedigrees and all that up on the website. So. And, and, and photos as well, so it'll... Mm.
1: Yeah. And then I told you when we were compiling this list of people that were yeah. going to get pigeons off, I said, yeah. there you go in my loft there. I says, I've went some pigeons off Yelly's birds. Yes. Right. I said, go and pick it out. You pick it. I don't know what I'm not going to say. Just go there and pick it. And let me tell you, I handled that... Ten of his
3: youngsters, mm. and I couldn't pick. I thought, Jesus, they're all beautiful, mm. but one actually caught my eye, and and I just just I, I loved it, and I said, this this one, you know. And well, was I'll tell you that bird. one that you
1: picked <clears throat> is yeah. the same way bred, same parents yeah. as the one that Peter Huang clocked in the Tassie. Or same the, same blood, and that. Would like, be a what? It's a cock, isn't it? Yeah,
3: cock. Yeah, yeah, so it's a brother
1: of that. Pigeon.
3: And that's off. Yeah, it's br- it's uh, the straight off, off the import, off yeah. the blue bar
1: cock. Yeah. Yallies, isn't it? Yeah, off Gelrode, Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. How can you crossed go? with the looping hoobers. <laughs> Look out! Look
3: yeah. out! Whoever buys that's Well, it's already do very proven well. itself.
1: It's already 100 percent.
3: Hundred percent.
1: All right, now well, then we we asked him last week, and and he said yes, not a problem. That's slav Slavredic. He's donating a bird, and we know Slav Redditch is How many Fed winners
3: has he bred this year? Slav's bred about three or four Fed winners for people this <laughs> year. And the guy's just... We had an interview with him last week, and the guy's just amazing. He's mm. a like a pigeon whisperer. He just, yeah. And uh, got good birds. as we
1: said when we started, Gary Gillard has donated a bird as well from his... uh Well, we know how many birds Gary Gillard's imported into the country and he's imported some very, very top quality pigeons. Thank you, Gary. I can tell you. So he'll donate something nice. Thank you, Gary. And then you've got uh, our friend here, the falcon. Oi! <laughs> <da, da>, <laughs> Tony, tell us what kind of pigeon you're going to give us.
2: Well, I'm going to donate a good job. Mm-hmm.
1: And So that's long distance.
2: Yeah. it's a con- She's got the bloodlines from lot
1: Sixty and fifty-three.
2: Sixty and fifty-three, yeah. It's, yeah. A,
1: it's pure. Pure? Pure Gojak. So Blush. it's inbred?
2: Yeah, inbred. I, I kept the breeding brothers, sisters. You used
1: to clock these pigeons when you used to win a lot of things, yeah. too. The last
2: go- couple of years I have been the racer, so... Mm. Anyway, I, I'm going to start from you're next gonna,
1: All right, you're going to start racing.
3: I've seen the pedigree, out. Ivan. you seen it? Oh, yeah, he showed me the pedigree. Yeah. My, no, God.
1: How do Good long-distance pedi- pedi- pigeons. I'll tell the you what, we, we, gonna we, be we donated one for cool. the children's yes. hospital, and that went for really... Yeah, that was a hard to get, that one. Anyway, that's another long-distance. We've got plenty of long-distance. Then, Poi will tell us about the bird that she's going to donate, because we'll ask her, but Poi Waitin from Sydney is donating a pigeon. Poi Witten. Yeah.
3: She's amazing. <laughs> what a she lovely won four lady. Four
1: feds this year.
3: Had four federations flying against 200 plus members. And she's
1: got top quality pigeons I can tell
3: you. I know. Far out. Mm. Four feds.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Poy. And then we uh, I said let's ring the guy that won the national. Yeah. Rafley. So what did he say to you? He's talking to him and was, yeah, and he said Well, you know what I'll do? He says I'll donate A ten bird race team, and in within that ten bird race team will be the blood of his national winner. Wow,
3: that is amazing! All right, thank you very much, Raf. That's awesome.
1: Then we've got uh, Angela and uh, AJ, are donating a couple of pigeons. Yes, one from Tony Garnett. Yes, it's a Gabby, pure Gabby. That's beautiful too. Yep, and one from Winners One's Loft.
3: That's a is that a Gabby as well? Is it that one?
1: Been one or what? I don't know, he didn't say. Oh, he's got to send us a pedigree. He's going to send us a pedigree. The pedigree will be there. Yes, full pedigree. Right, then another bloke that won. How many feds has this bloke won in the VPU this year? We've had him on the radio twice. Uh, oh, about three feds three, three feds? three
3: or four feds? Yeah. Two together and all that sort of stuff. Oh, mate, he's like a top pigeon this year. What's his name? You tell us. Mr. Simon Gretsch, you legend.
1: He's donated, I don't know, one or two well, pigeons, just, it?
3: Oh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. we said, yeah, one or two. It uh, depends. One, I think he is, but um, Dan, it's amazing.
1: There's this Italian stallion fella that uh, his name's Giuseppe.
3: Yeah, I'm going to donate it beautiful youngster. I'll mm. make sure uh, it's off uh, you know make sure sh-
1: it's off one of your fed winners well right. I'm not
3: sure whether because there's enough long distance stuff I was going to donate a grizzle because mm. I do well with my grizzles in a long distance yeah. or whether I should do pop, I don't know or Gabby and Huben, I'll see yeah, yeah no there'll be, there'll be a pedigree
1: no then we've got uh, Mr. Stephen Gazzola who's got very very good imports yes he also. has Jeez, so can good very good Huubins we've heard uh, we had Reno Keisha won a Fed this year. We're on the WP40. Yeah. say? he's got the best movement. Yeah, always. He Steve mentions, he's
3: as well, right? mentioned Steve. How many times? Yeah. Oh yeah, he, of times. He breeds a good
1: pigeon, that guy. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, he does. Thank you. And you rang up another fellow who's the president of the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation.
3: And what, a, what a nice bloke, Mister Rod Churchill. Yeah. What a gentleman. What's he doing? What is he doing? I just, I just yeah. told him our situation.
4: Yeah.
3: And he was so kind, and he said, "Listen." He goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, what would you like? And I said, you know, what, anything you've got, youngster. Because he, he said, do you want a youngster or do you want a two-year-old? No. I said, up to you, you know. No. Anything's, uh, we'll appreciate anything. He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll do one better. I'll give you a 10-bird race team. True.
1: I he said, a 10-bird race team from Rod Churchill. From Rod Churchill. He won three feds as well. He, he killed it this year. Yeah.
3: Well, and thank you very much, Rod. Much appreciated. Yeah. What do you reckon, Tony? Thank you, Rod. We are very, very yeah. lucky. Very, yeah. very lucky. That's so that's high.
1: so far. Hey, we've got some more surprises coming up, I think, from South Australia. I was, exactly.
3: We've <laughs> got our correspondent, Mr. Gretchy, yeah. up at, this weekend, up at, um, where is he?
1: He's going to Adelaide. That's right. To the convention. Yes. And we can't make it because no. we have to set up. We've got commitments Presentation and stuff. nights and breaders plate sales, so yes. we're busy.
3: We're very busy, and um, yeah, so looking forward to so speaking to he's going to, to be our
1: correspondent at the convention.
3: Yeah, that's going to be so fun. So we're going
1: to ring him while he's there, and he's going to get people on the
3: phone. Exactly, that's going to be awesome. All right, thank so, you, Gretchen. Yeah,
1: and uh, but I'm saying is we've got some surprises, maybe from South Australia. Also, we've got Joe Halligan on the on the thing. Joe there.
3: Halligan too. Yeah,
1: we're going to have some birds from yes, South Australia yes, on this track. Yes, truck that's right.
3: Yes. Yeah, he's going to so, get back to us with that, which is ladies good. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, if you want some good pigeons, you've got race teams there, you've got stock birds there, you've got all kinds of all stuff. All
3: kinds. From
1: we, top flyers.
3: Well, that's all we ask just top flyers mm. and. Um, and top blood. Top all right. blood, top blokes. Right. I'm
1: not a top flyer, but I've got the, the
3: good ones. No, you've got the goods there, mate. Yeah, and people have been yeah. doing really well with your pigeon. Yeah. And you've, look at, what are these photos? You didn't, they're not fake. You've flown, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, that right. pigeon has done 2,400, yeah. uh,
1: 2,410 uh, metres a minute. A minute.
2: <laughs> I bet. I've done alright with one of your pigeons, though. So. There you yeah, go. Yeah. What
1: are you talking about, yeah, mate? All right. No worries. Right, um,
3: yeah, so. I don't like
1: to beat my drum, if you know what I mean
3: exactly no well yeah i know what you mean but mm. no you've got good birds and you've done the in the, the results are there mm. all know, right especially that
1: year when you well won. you picked uh, yeah. anyway i said you go there and pick it, it it was
3: a cracker the bird i picked on i you mm. i actually thought you're gonna say oh no not that one but you go no, yep. I said you didn't it. even blink an eye you said right. yep if that's the one you picked that's the one you picked yeah it was beautiful right. beautiful yep. so thank you very much for donating all that
1: right.
3: yeah i'm very very happy
1: all right, we better take a break. Uh, we've got sponsors to, uh, who sponsor this radio program because the radio station always needs money to run yes. the radio station. So yes. thank you to all our sponsors thank for you. sponsoring us. And thank we'll take a break. And we'll be back with the uh, Victorian Homing Association 500-mile winner, and that's Mr Nick Leckiotis.
9: stock produce and farming supplies. Tarameed. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tarameed stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Bale. Open 7 days a week. Telephone Peter on 0484 340. 5 5 1. Southern FM Sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the
0: Australian distributors for Rohnfried Pigeon Products. Rohnfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 0355. Double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor
10: Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each, with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com.
9: Southern FM sponsor. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service assisting wildlife in need across Victoria 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you encounter sick, injured or orphaned wildlife, call Wildlife Victoria on 03 8400 7300. Wildlife Victoria depends on public donations to run its emergency response service. Support Wildlife Victoria by making a donation to wildlifevictoria.org.au. This is your captain speaking. We're about to hit some strong turbulence, so please fasten your seat. Oh, hang on. I just got a video of my son with our dog. (laughs) Look at that.
6: (laughs) Imagine the pilot of a plane putting lives at risk like this. Yet some people think it's still okay to text and drive. Texting takes your eyes off the road, risking your life and the lives of others. Stop texts. Stop wrecks.
9: Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against dumb driving.
3: Listen to the real Mark Seymour, the Southern FM Mark Seymour, playing great Aussie music on the Big Aussie Breakfast. Every Wednesday, right here on 88.3 Southern FM, it's
1: compulsory listening.
11: I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away.
0: You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside.
11: And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I just fly away, away, away. Stop the pigeon, 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 pigeon. pigeon how? Nab him, jab him, 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 him,
1: stop that pigeon now. Yeah! On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the Victorian Homing Association winner of their 500 mile race. And that's, uh, we've had him on before, he's a very good distance flyer, and that's Mr Nick Lakiotis. Hello Nick, how are you, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hey
4: Fonty. good evening, and um, hello to all the listeners, how are we? Yeah, good mate, good. Hello Nick, how are you buddy? Good, thank you. That's good. good.
1: Congratulations Nick on your fantastic win from the 500 mile Can you tell us what kind of bird, what what bloodline did you clock and uh, is it your old stuff and
4: yeah, how did it it come in? uh, She come in, there were two pigeons coming in out of the northwest, I just picked them up uh, west of me, they came around the back of the loft, I got houses, uh, I got trees and they dropped down, Uh, mine dropped uh, and there was a checker with them, she took off and she kept on going and... um, my friend, uh, the Chira brothers, they got it uh, 17 minutes later, and um, we did that once before. Again, I ran first fate 500, and they're clocking at nine past six, and they got uh, second fed. Uh The bird that I got, uh, the bird that have clocked, um, the mother comes from uh, Seed Guard in Sydney. She's a she's a or one of. Uh, uh, he's got a, uh, sorry, he's a Stefan Reed. He's a Stefan Reed and he's got some good Stephs, um, Sid, uh, Sid Gard up Yeah,
1: there. I've been to Sid's place. Yeah, he has got some good Stefan
4: Reeds there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I had him before. I had him before. And uh, the father, the father is a Gabby, three-quarter Gabby, uh, and a quarter of my 600-mile pair uh, in him. So he's got a little bit of distance. Um, the hand was just in a great form. I wasn't expecting her, but you know, she did, she did roll up. Uh, she done a good job to get in and, um, and she looked like, you know, she was a little bit down, not that much down, but I think she still had a couple of hundred kilometers in her. And, I was just happy to see her, yeah. Yeah, gee,
1: that's all right. You reckon she could have done another couple of hundred Ks. Gee, that's all
4: right. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't she wasn't skinny. She still had a bit of body in her. When I sent her she had plenty of body. She's only a small pigeon, mm. medium to small. Mm. Um she's been uh, she's been up there before but just, just never put her on the clock. She's been playing up with the hands, mm. so I don't know, she had another hand as a mate. And uh, both hands that were in the race, so I managed to get there. And um, the second day, I got another one, and I haven't seen a feather out of um, 31 pigeons that I've seen, you know. A little bit disappointing, but uh, things like this happen when we, we change from the northeast to northwest, um, you know, when you take them offline. Especially do you think, when-
1: Nick, do you think, really, um, in your opinion, um, if you change directions midway through the season, do you reckon that affects the pigeons?
4: Oh, yes. Yes, yes. The same, th- uh, the same thing happened in 2008. Um, we were flying northeast and the birds, uh, because of the weather, it was pretty hot. We could not go there. So we went to northwest and um, um, at the, we managed to fill up the fed at the 500, the 600. It was open for three days. I was lucky enough uh, to clock uh, 5 past 12 second day, and that got me a second fit 600. Uh, We've clocked about 10 minutes earlier, and it just got me by meters. I had 12 in the race, and I only managed to get one. A lot of birds got reported in Adelaide light back then. And um, I think uh, Tony McPherson from the Greater Melbourne Club, he went down and he brought quite a... Quite a few back back then. Uh, It does make a difference, um, but uh, don't forget one thing: that this year, um, in all the feds, all around Australia, they were losing a lot of birds. Birds not coming in. I don't know what it was, um, but uh, CCF they were dropping a lot of birds. uh, Southern Fair, right Greater Melbourne. Well, I Denver. asked
1: Rob Marshall what his opinion was on it, and he reckons it's this uh, seasonal El Nino weather. That's why we dropped a lot of pigeons. The weather, he reckons, and the air quality is not very good.
3: And plus, I think it's also the Falcons, and it's the um, the bit of rota that went around as well. All that combination yeah. did not help at all.
4: Well, yes, a lot of people didn't know they had rota earlier on the season. Um, you know, a couple of people that were bring in baskets, uh, in, uh, at the club to enter him in the race. And you can see the vomit in there.
11: Mm.
4: I, I told them a couple of times and, um, you know, like my opinion, once you get rota, you can't do anything with the birds for a month. You got to let him recover.
1: Yeah, I think you're
2: right.
4: And, yeah, and then you, any, any earlier than a month you are going to damage the pigeons. A month to six weeks, if you want them healthy uh, and you want them to recover, you just got to sit on them. Uh, Definitely, uh, two jabs, it's always helping. Uh, Even last year, you know, it wasn't a proper year, but we did have some very hard racing, 936 velocities, um, 937, 800, and... Uh, I had rota at the second rise. I've raised my two-year-olds. I kept the youngster's out for six weeks, and then I went all the way, and I had good returns coming as well on a hard year. Um, I know a couple of people that had rhoda. Two weeks, uh, the birds went back on the foot. Uh, four or five days later, they were eating. Uh, two weeks later, they're eating the flying on bed, and they started to toss them. Uh, they put him in a race, it was a blow home, they got good returns, but the following week it was a hard race and they dropped 80% of the birds. And, uh, and that's when, when you know that the birds are not right, you know. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't push on, so they lost a lot of birds that way as well. And this year, in all the feds, uh, they had rota, they had it before the season and they had it during the season as well. But uh, my opinion is that you gotta relax the birds for six weeks, or the Or the six weeks you can start tossing. You should be all right, you know. But for the first month, I reckon you just gotta look after them and uh, make sure that um, they're eating well, they're flying well before you take them out, you know. Now you'll tell. Okay.
3: Now, now you're telling Ivan that your Fed winner was paired up to another head. Do, do you yeah. keep your hens and cocks separate from the word go or do you
4: separate? Yes, them? yes. Uh, yeah. Day one, uh, I fly my cocks and my hens separately. Separately, okay. Uh, and coming into the distance, uh, I let them play up a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Try, to, try to motivate them a little Excellent. bit, you know. But uh, going into the distance, um, I know a lot of people, they've been tossing pretty heavily. Me on the other side, um, I can comfortably say um, the last uh, nine days before the race, the birds will get him locked in every second day. I would not fly them. I will just rest them. So the last eight days um, before the race, I, I reckon my birds only flew four days. The rest of them, they were in the loft resting. Okay. And, and it's pretty important when you're coming into the distance to have your birds rested. Uh, I wasn't doing any long tossing, 10, 15, 20 kilometers, and, um, and resting the birds, locking them in for a day, letting them the other day, let them fly, then lock them in again, and uh, just let them rest. Um, tossing is not the answer when you come to the distance, you know. you got, got to have fresh birds. And, uh, and I think everyone, we had a lot of troubles. Birds are mating. Uh, I got told, uh, the 600 mile birds in the units, there were a lot of eggs. So mm-hmm. you can't expect, um, hands to lie and then have to fly a thousand kilometers the next day, you know? And it was pretty hard to keep them going. You know, I had to separate hands, put them in ivories, put them in sections, put them in baskets so they don't mate, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think we're talking about bringing the season a little bit earlier, a couple of weeks earlier, and get done by the end of October. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, I think we'll be running in trouble with um, birds want to mate.
3: As soon as it warms up a little bit, they want to mate, don't they, Nick?
4: Yes, they want to mate. That's um, right. You know, and mm-hmm. um, actually, the last month, uh, birds wanted to mate. And I was just moving them around, putting mess on the floor so they don't go on the corners, you know, trying to keep them away from the corners. Yeah. Locking them out in the ivories, putting them, uh, having an aggressive hand that it's driving the other hands, taking them out of the loft, putting them in a basket so the rest of the hands can be more relaxed. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's just, uh, it's it's a full-time job, yeah?
3: It <laughs> is, you. it is. So, so, Nick, with... um you've told us about tossing and stuff what about feeding like uh, cuz a lot of people don't know it's it's when it comes to feeding you got to feed different when it, when you're racing short distance middle distance long distance how do you feed
4: well uh, i was a I was a big believer of corn right um normally my peas would be down to 10% uh, uh corn about in the old days i, uh, I would hop a feed corn 50% But I was speaking to a flyer, and um, he told me that he prefers more wheat um, because um, the protein that the wheat's got and the way the the muscles blow out is much better than the corn. Okay. And and I've been trying that that, uh, this year. I've been feeding 25% corn and 35% wheat. Uh, as, as, As the flyers know, they were struggling to get the birds to eat the wheat, uh, the, the corn, yeah? Yeah, Like yeah, the, that's the right. mice. Uh, or, this time, they don't eat a lot of mice. True. So, uh, I replaced um, the mice with Milo. I was given a more Milo for the carbs and um, m- for the protein, 10%, like I said, on peas and 35% on wheat. It's just uh, the way the muscle blows out, it's a lot. Um, uh, Later for the bird, it doesn't make it as lady as, uh, as the peas. Um, early on the year, yeah, I'm up to thirty, forty percent peas, but for the distance, you know, I do come down to 10%, 15%. Uh, in the past, I used to hopper feed uh, corn. Uh, recently, this year, I've tried the good wheat. Uh, I was feeling more wheat to have uh, the muscles blown out the way they were and um, less corn, more milo as well, you know, and 25% twenty five percent corn. That uh, My past years, I used to feed 50% corn. Um, so I found that in the way the birds were handling muscle-wise, uh, I quite liked uh, uh, the wheat, uh, the wheat in it, uh, you know, and uh, they were not letty, uh, they were very buoyant, so, you know, you, you, you everyone is different the way the birds are, yeah? It's, um, I can tell you that's what I've done. You can do it and your system it might not work, you know? But uh, tossing is not the answer. And, uh, and uh, you know, for me, tossing it was 20, 25 kilometers uh, just before dark. I gave him half an hour to come home, Um you know, and I'll be 20 kilometers just letting fly him in the morning and then uh, yeah. uh, feeding him, taking the food. Uh, you know, I would leave food to about 11, take it away and then take him out and let him go at 7 o'clock or 7.30 or quarter to 8. I give him half an hour to come home from 20 kilometers and they do in 20 kilometers in 19 minutes headwind. Uh, So I was quite happy, you know. Yeah. Uh, Past years, I used to get them to come in just on dark, but um, I was getting myself into trouble with birds hitting wires. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so now, you know, especially leading up to the race, you don't want to risk anything. I'd rather get them to come home 10, 15 minutes earlier but still daylight and get them in and be safe, you know? That's it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's my opinion,
3: so, yeah? so with the food, so when you say you leave the food there, you leave it there for, what, an hour or so, just as much as they want to eat?
4: No, I used to leave it there. Uh, I'll fly them in the morning. Um, I'll um, get them up in the morning about a quarter to seven. Yeah. But by 7.30, I will drop the birds, 8 o'clock. I would not let them fly more than an hour. Uh, near 10 minutes, less than an hour. Just try to keep them fresh, you know, yeah, because
11: yeah.
4: they've got a lot of distance in front of them and they're relaxing all day, so I'll have food in front of them till about 11. They can eat, they can come back to it, then I'll take it away and the birds will be getting basket and taking them out uh, half an hour before dark, giving them 20 kilometers. And uh, I was doing that um, three times a week. Um uh, especially the last week, um, the last two weeks, I will take them out, you know, no more than 25 kilometers, three times a week because, the, you know, I'll have them locked in as well. And um, you want them rested. You don't want them, I mean, the birds at that stage, they're pretty fit. They've got good conditioning. You can see it. A lot of birds, they're not picking. They're just eating what they want to eat. And they're back on the perch, you know. So that tells him that the bird's got condition, he eats what he wants to eat, and he goes back to relax. So it's all about relaxing the bird, uh, to have it fresh, to be able to do the distance, you know. But we had uh, 25 to 35 kilometer headwinds, And it was pretty, especially for the fives, uh, Wednesday, it was getting up to 38 and 40-kilometer headwinds. So it was only a a small pack, 360 birds. And once they went the wrong way, you know, uh, I reckon um, Tony... Tony getting one at the six and McDonough, those birds worked so hard to get home. It was unbelievable, you know. For sure, uh, for sure. Just, just before you rang me, I was, you know, I was talking to Tony and um, his bird is struggling to eat. It takes a couple of seeds and then, you know, it goes back into the corner and there's not much left of it, yeah. Uh, he told me Donahue's pigeon he was we had a little bit better condition obviously you know he's a survivor he knows how to survive um I think it was a two year old he got um and um, he must have got some uh, food there's plenty of water out there birds should not be thirsty and he might at home you know and there's um there's a few six hundred miles uh, birds got reported um Uh, Elf Vela, uh, he got one reported on Friday, uh, his best hand, the hand that he was expecting to clock, in Ballarat, 130 kilometers from here, and she was flown out, Uh, she was trying to come home, but she did not have energy, so she was going back to the pigeon flyer, and then he caught her, there was another one uh, of Guillermo who got reported up in Juanillo. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, someone uh, found it dead on the road, and oh. and they reported it. Uh, you know, it, uh, they went, they, they they went through a lot of hard time to to come home and having eggs or laying eggs in the baskets it did not help him you know no no well a friend of mine Lee
3: McKenzie I spoke to him today he actually reported one of your birds uh,
4: not yours from you know from the race from the the VHA race yeah and he said yes uh, 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 my my opinion is uh, uh, the feds changed the line of flight in the past and they got away with it yeah and might we're struggling to get the birds? We were struggling to get the birds in last year. The birds will come in for about a nail, a nail and a half, and then it just goes dead. And then we get them dripping in one or two next die, and then the, it stops the huddle coming back. So that's a lot of falcons there out there. The our the, the, the birds are getting hit everywhere. Um, you know. And there's nothing we can do about the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four years ago, four or five years ago, when I looked it up, there were 190 pairs from Melbourne to Bendigo. How many are there now? And you can see them on the internet. Plenty, plenty. Yeah, you now how many are there now? They, were, they had 190 pairs four there's years plenty, ago, mate. five years ago. And, and
3: that's right. Yeah, they just uh,
4: breed up, do not they, Nick? Yes, and not only really really. that; they still they still bring them and they let them go, you know. And there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but we're struggling to get a birds in. I, my opinion, my opinion is, if you're gonna change the light of light on the pigeons, I think, and normally it happens at the five and sixes. I think if you're gonna, if the Fed does that from now on, just go to a 400 mile. And, and released 500-mile pigeons and 600-mile pigeons on the distance of, of 400 miles. At least, it's a 700 kilometers. Yeah, yeah. If they if they get into themselves into trouble, they can come back in again and yeah. correct it. And you know, some of these birds are. I think Tony's birds and McDonough. Those birds would have flown 900 miles. Yeah. Oh, you know, they went the wrong way, 100%. They come back.
3: 100 percent.
4: Yes, and a lot of other birds from the 500, you know, the ones we get getting late, you know, they, they, they've flown a long way. You can see it, yeah. So, yeah. Nick, Nick,
1: can I ask you a question, though? Um, we've got five federations in Melbourne, right? Yeah. It, now, do you think that if all five federations went to, like, a 500 and a 600 together,
4: do you reckon uh, we'd have
1: better racing? 100%.
4: First of all, we get numbers. Yes. I'm all for that. Yeah, yes. I'm all for uh, the federations getting together and going to the four, the five, and the sixes. You can even go to a seven if uh, if they want to. Mm. Uh, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm all for you know. I'm all. I would love to see all federations in one line. You know, uh, racing out of one line. Um, it's costing us a an num and a leg, you know. I, I would love to see other feds get together, you know, Greater Melbourne, VHI together in one truck. But uh, these days, you know, it's pretty hard to get the executives to communicate. They all got different opinions. So the flyers, uh, whichever flyer you ask, Fonti. They'll tell you the same thing. They want the feds to get together. They yeah. want distance racing with all the feds together. I don't
1: understand why and the executive don't listen to what the flyers want and give them what they want. yeah?
4: yes, yes, yes. Everyone I asked, yeah. to, yes, the same. I I would love to to go with the rest of the feds at a distance racing. That away, you know. I'm sure it would be
1: better if we had a couple of thousand birds going to those distances instead of having, like, 400 from this fed, 500 from that fed, 300 from, from, you know what I mean?
4: Yes, yes, yes. Like in the past, they were sending, I remember Tony Maslowski winning the fed at the 600, and there were, you know, nearly 5,000 pigeons there, yeah? That's right. That's awesome. That's what what you call a race, you know I mean? uh, 5,000 and you win it, you know. You got to you done well, yeah.
3: Well, I think yeah, I man. think that's what the plan is for next year. You know, I think, I think that's why we're all going on the same track. So all feds do go up together in the maybe the four, five,
4: and six. You know what that, I mean? That, you know, I think that's the right. plan. And and I'm sure you, Angelino, Tony, using the same levels as me. You you want the same too, no? Yeah. Yeah, want going listen racing with all the feds together.
2: When all feds, uh, they put up together, it's like a national in Europe. Thousands yes. of pigeons together.
4: It's like Barcelona,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah exactly.
1: And right now, we have to take a short break and hear from our valued sponsors here on Pigeon Radio Australia and also hear some community service announcements and some station announcements and we'll be back after the news because we're going to break for the southern fm national radio news and we'll be back after the news with more of nick lackey the 500 mile fed federation winner in the victorian homing association 2022
6: for all your pigeon requirements head to thomastown produce and pet supplies we make our own range of pigeon carry baskets bird breeding cages and boxes We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439.
8: Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia. Number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern
9: FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramu stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone Peter on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. natural pigeon products
0: are the australian distributors for ronfried pigeon products ronfried a german-based company is a leading manufacturer of world-class premium european racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons inner health all year round contact natural pigeon products on zero three five double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au southern FM sponsor Pigeon
10: Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each, with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
8: Are you playing renovation roulette? Deadly asbestos lies hidden in one third of Aussie homes. It can be found in any home built or renovated before 1990, lurking in walls, behind tiles, under floor coverings, in roofing. Asbestos, it was used everywhere. So if you're a renovator or a tradee, you could be risking your life and the lives of others. Respect asbestos, because it's not worth the risk. Visit asbestosawareness.com.au to find out what you need to know.
1: The typical Aussie way of cooking meat is if it looks cooked, it probably is cooked, right? Wrong. When cooking meat, it's all about bringing the right amount
11: of heat, especially if you want to avoid food poisoning. And the easiest way to check that meat
8: is perfectly and safely cooked is to use a meat thermometer. To check the safe temperature for whatever kind of meat you're cooking, just head to the Food Safety website. That's foodsafety.asn.au. A message from the Food Safety Information Council.
5: Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news as well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your community radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars.
6: Summer's back, and that means cricket's back. It also means the Southeast Cricket Association panel is back every Sunday morning here on Southern FM from 10.30 until noon. Tune in to hear all of the results, the gossip, and the news from the Southeast Cricket Association. Southern FM, your home of local sport.
11: They call me the seeker.
10: Sounds Good with Donna Demayo on 88.3 Southern FM is on every Tuesday at 6pm. It's filled with an assortment of interviews, talking entertainment, film, fashion, food, travel, live theatre and of course I'll be playing some of my favourite tunes. Looking forward to a chat each Tuesday at 6pm on 88.3 Southern FM.
1: You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And Pigeon Radio Australia is the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And now let's get back to our interview with Nick Lackiotis, the winner of the Victorian Homing Association 500-mile race. And uh, we were just talking about things happening in pigeon racing in Europe and comparing it to Australia.
4: And, and since you mentioned um, Europe, uh, we were talking a couple of days ago, Fonty, together, and you've been telling me Europe were dropping a lot of pigeons as well this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were dropping yes. pigeons as well. Yeah, they had, they had very tough racing. In actual fact... um. When Joe come to the studio, I showed him a, a piece from Rosiers was on Netflix. There's a there's a thing on Netflix that Rosiers was on, and a documentary. Uh, he nearly <laughs> fell over because they had a race there. They had five,
3: six semis. Didn't they? Oh, it was amazing. Six
1: semi trailers. They had twenty thousand birds, and he got tenth place, and he even won thirty thousand dollars in tenth place.
4: What a mess. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <No>, um, <coughs> you know, listen, the more the pigeons, the better. Of course. A bigger pack, a bigger pack. Once they start coming home and they've taken off, very hard for the falcons to slow them down. When I'm saying a bigger pack, two, three thousand yeah, pigeons, um, it's a decent pack. But when you've got three, they... four, five, seven hundred birds, so what, what
2: federations, Nick they should be doing they should be listening to the members if, yes. the, if the members the majority wants for all feds to be together and that they should give them that because of course because the course. majority rules
3: uh, look we know we know what, we know the reason one of the reasons is the truck a dispute with the trucks okay? Now, that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if people don't want to go in a certain truck, that's each to their own, but we should yeah. all meet there and liberate yes. together, yeah? If you well, don't want to go on that truck, fine, you know, but we should all meet there and liberate together.
4: Yeah, well, if the truck is a problem and they can't work it out, then you've got the WPF, um you know, you got the VHI and um, the Greater Melbourne. We all got trucks. Of course. We just follow each other. We we'll yes. meet up at the same racing point, and we we'll do a liberation, you know, and there's no, there's there's no, issue. no talk which truck we're going to get. No, we're not going to get yeah. uh, VHI's side truck. We're going to get the double. So, at least, you know, it's a national race, distance, and all feds up together. Exactly. There's five feds, you know, and... He's going to bring, he's going to go with one truck. I mean, it'll cost us half the price. He's going to come with three trucks. Come with three trucks. That's right. But at least uh, let's have a national listen race to like and, we're, get, like, exactly. and get the birds home. it's
1: safer for the drivers and the convoys. It's because they're together, all right? If something happens to somebody, they can help each other. And
4: Definitely. Birds, always see extra, hands are, extra hands are better, you know? And I don't know. I don't know why they can't work. Nick, they then, I and can, the bears, I they can.
2: got a lot of cover in it because there is a lot of bears. So if That's a what? falcon gets uh, stuck into them, there is thousands of pigeons.
4: Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, at the distance, won't, you won't send more than, let's say, 3,000 with the numbers. we got even 4,000, you know? Um. They gotta work it out for the pigeon flyers. I mean, everything is getting that expensive. You know, a bag of food now it's nearly thirty bucks. You know, and uh, I, I mean, I'm paying a lot more. I'm paying. Uh, I normally go to um, human consumption and I do buy some grinds. You know, yeah. I'm paying for Milo, twenty twenty five kilo, uh, twenty five kilo bag of Milo. It's costing me fifty eight dollars, but. It's out of human consumption. I know Milo is good. Uh, It's very good. Top corn. And, um, you know, and I also buy buy corn from there. Corn bag of corn, 25 kilos, it cost me $60. So, you know, I want to get the best that I can for my birds. But, you know, the grains, they're going off the roof. You know, everyone's naming their prices. And they got to, so we got to go somewhere cheaper, you know, if he means transport if he means transport for the distance, making it cheaper for the flies going into one truck because we gotta remember we got a lot of flies and uh, there's a lot of pensioners you know which they're struggling yeah they're struggling to you know to to feed to this they only raising in small numbers because that's what you can afford yeah that's right and uh, you know, and you know it's um it, it, personally. The time that I'm putting in, uh, feeding, training, entering the birds, it's costing me nearly eight hundred dollars a month. And, you know, it's, when you got young kids, it's, you know, that, that is a lot of money, yeah? I am um, personally will be taking a couple of years off racing just um, to spend with my family before the kids uh, get the license and then I won't see them, yeah, so next couple of years, I'm just gonna uh, relax and relax and breed uh, birds, put them into Steve cazola's rice, and um have some fun there way and um and um, I'll be letting go some of my distant birds uh, for people they're interested. I'll have a little online auction, yeah. uh, and I'll breed to help some flies that need they need a bit of help, you know. Um, give them some birds, let them race them, yeah. and, and hopefully they can do better. You know, that's so what it's that's all about. That's my that's my that's, for good company, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's good. Help help a few flyers. They're they're struggling, and give them some birds and let them race. And money is not everything. I think good friends is it's more important. Yeah,
3: exactly. And just Definitely. a couple more just a couple more questions before we go, Nick. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, What what, what was uh, what was your memorable moment in pigeon racing?
4: (laughs) Pigeon racing, uh, my national winner in two thousand and six. We knew that the clock up north one minute to six. um, It was David Trinity. Then I did his distance. And I had to clock by six thirty to beat him to beat him to 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 and i and I saw the bird coming in wow. at six twenty eight yeah and she she was in the clock at six twenty nine that was one of my um, very exciting moments going to the Notting Hill and being the only one there. Wow. And then finding out, you know, the only 12 birds of the day out yep. of 3,800 pigeons. Jeez. And, and 375 flies that were racing that national. That's something I would never forget. And oh, that was a good race. What year was that?
1: 2000 and what was that?
4: 2006.
1: Jeez. 2006. Jeez. That's a lot yes.
4: There were. Uh, there were 300 actually eighty-five flies racing the national, and they had when we had 300 3,840 pigeons in the race. Yes, when, ten but ten the good ten thing ten about ten. it is we were racing out of cobra, yeah. Cobra, yep. Cobra, the hen who won it for me, she was there the week before. I doubled that up. I doubled that up. I kept her in the loft for three days, did not fly her. I took her out on a 16-kilometer toss. I gave her a 16-kilometer toss. Yep. And then I put her back in again uh, in the rice and she won the rice for me. Yeah. Wow. There was a, a – and I can still remember her coming in and clocking her. And uh, again – and another – Big moment for me was 2017, yep. when um, we raced racing the 500. Um, I've, um, I've I won the fe- I won the first 500 uh, for birds on the day. Then um, Johnny Yates, uh, the late Johnny Yates, clocked 20, uh, 20 past eight and twenty three past eight. He had two. And there wasn't another pigeon, and I had a couple of friends of mine here. They wanted to see a bird getting clocked at night. (laughs) <laughs> by nine by nine thirty I gave it up, yeah. Oh no. And, and two minutes to ten I had a blue hand coming in out of the five hundred wow. and she hit the floor and that surprised me. Uh that was on a, on oh, that was on a, on a Wednesday. Oh my god. So I got a third five hundred. She was fifteen and a half hours on the work wing. She came in two minutes to ten. The day after, they let go of the 600 mile pigeons. Uh, it was the Greater Melbourne, WPF, and VHA. We had about, I think, 1,300 birds. And I had uh, the only bird to roll up at 832, a cockpit, out of my 600 mile pair. It, um, she gave me about 14 Federation places at the five and six. And then when I found out it was the only bird on the day, you know. Wow, well, yeah, uh, what a buzz! Ne- uh, Never, it was still daylight at eight yeah. thirty-two. There has, there has been birds in the past come in at ten thirty, eleven thirty, ten o'clock, but that's it on, on the night. Uh, yeah. It was still daylight when that one came in, and, yeah. and I've been asking people if they ever had a bird uh the only bird on the die from the 600 and no one can remember any bird uh making it on the die from the 600 so that was pretty special for me you know he, he flew he was he flew a thousand kilometers um six eight in the morning and he landed at i32 uh, it was 998 kilometers to my house he was doing 1175, and it um, was still daylight. You know, I just could not believe him when I saw a plastic yellow ring on his foot. My 600-mile pigeons, I've put a a yellow plastic ring to plastic ring, so I can recognize them from the five. And when I saw the the the, the yellow ring uh, landing. My knees just buckled. I could not believe that I had had another good one, you know. And the same, the same people that came back next day, just in case I get another one on the (laughs) (laughs) day. And and I I didn't disappoint them, you know. And just recently at the 400, I've clocked at 9:40, got me third fit uh, at the national week. So, you know. you know, and I haven't been really training at night, you know, just before before dark, I've been letting them go, but uh, they just wanted to come home, yeah.
3: That's right. See, see Ivan, when you're honest like Nick, yeah. tells you the way he flies and, yeah. and feeds, that's, a, that's how you've got to be because there's flies out there that want to do the same and, and hope they can clock a pigeon at night or even clock in, in a five or a six, you know. So, boy, people like Nick to...
1: Tell you Nick, the truth. But Nick ha- helps a lot of people yeah, because right. we had Slav on last week and even he said when he started that Nick was showing yeah, him how to do right. this and that, yeah? So,
4: Nick, yeah. Exactly. Well, Slav was one of the, the guys that he rang me that he wanted to see a bird get caught yeah, see, and I told him, see, him to come see. around and come never around. look. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't disappoint, that's
3: awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, I did, awesome. I didn't
4: disappoint him and uh, it was pretty good. Um. um we got another. What's the time now? Seven, nearly seven thirty. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still leading the overall egg oh, Okay. And, yes. Uh, I'm still. I think I'm leading the long distance egg Um, if there's not a bird coming in the next uh, hour to hour and a half, I think I should be pretty right. Oh, so it's uh, yeah. As, as I was oh, talking, as I was talking to you, yeah. so I'm getting a phone call. From Andrew Spiliopoulos, I just hope that
5: someone hasn't clocked
4: (laughs) it. I've been chasing chasing the overall aggregates for a long time. I I ran second, twice, third, fourth, fifth. (laughs) Um, The the long-distance aggregates since uh, 2006, I've won it three times. Hopefully I can make it fourth four times, and I think I'll be the only one in the last nearly 20 years to win the long distance aggregates two times. That's if Mr. Godfrey Stevens doesn't get one. He's about 25 points behind me. Jeez. If he gets one, then I'll lose the long distance aggregates, yeah? Well, good but, luck, uh, Nick. Good luck, mate. Jeez. It's, and, uh, and if Mark uh, Vela gets one from the 600 yeah. in the next hour and a half, I lost the aggregates, oh. but they can't, but they can't <laughs> take the 500 mile fat winner. No, the that <laughs> they
3: can't, mate. That they can't.
4: That's right. Right. And, yeah. and that's that's pretty sweet, uh, Fed winner because it's my fifth 500 mile Fed winner that wow. I've got so far. Not one, in, five over. I've been in the game for oh, three yeah, years. He's an
1: expert long distance mate. You should go to Europe and fly the Barcelona yeah. one one year. <laughs>
4: Uh, you know, I think if we do that, the wife will divorce me for sure. <laughs> you. <laughs> you just tell her you take it on a honeymoon. for honey, <laughs> one year. Only we're going on a honeymoon. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. no I'll, stay here. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. Keep on going with the VHA. Yeah, come um, on now. You, you know, you. Um, we just, uh, if just, if we can help and make the sport better, you know. We'll do what we can. Uh, we still got a few young boys at the Vichai side. They're very keen, you know, and we still got a lot of good flies. I mean, there's a good flies in all the feds. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, uh, Fonti. Definitely. Oh, I got Mark Vela ringing me now. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listen, yeah, we've got. But, uh,
3: uh, yeah, go on. Go on. What I would saying? like
4: to see everybody from next year, you know, hopefully fly the distance uh, together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you win. If you win, you beat everybody, you know? That's and right. You're, you're a yeah. true champion then.
3: Well, let me just say. Thank you for the interview, Nick. It was a really, really good interview. And you um, no shared a lot of good uh, advice. Yeah. And um, I just want to say uh, we've got uh, the VPO's got a truck fund uh, auction uh, that's going to start next week. And you've kindly donated, you're going to donate uh, a bird f- uh, yes. for the auction, which we really, really uh, appreciate and thank you. So, yep, no problem. If there's anybody that's out, anyone out there that wants some more, everyone's
1: good, chasing long, long distance, distance <laughs> and you
3: want to clock a pigeon at night, have and a look. Soon, at- <laughs> uh, there's,
4: a, there's, a, there's about four of them, same white bread as my 600 mile Fed winner. Uh, they can even fly the sevens. And last time I flew one of them at the 7 uh, 2000, Irene, I think it was, or 19. Yep. Uh, Aero 67 flyers. Uh, well, one of them got me seven plays, 700 wow. miles. Uh, I think he'll be up on online as well. Um, I just want to come down to about 25 pay for the next few years, and i got about 35 that I need... Um, to let go to on better homes, yeah.
3: Well, if you wanna, sure. if you wanna put don't, donate one or two for the for the VPO um, auction, you're more than welcome to.
4: No, <laughs> no go, worries, I'll look, some... look after. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks very much, Nick. You're a gentleman. You. No, no, worries, no worries. Nice talking to you. All right. so... Across Melbourne, Peace. this is eighty-eight
8: point three Southern FM. 7.3 FM.
1: Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 35 998 or pigeonvitality.com.au
7: Southern FM sponsor
9: Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tarameed. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales. Tarameed stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulan Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor Flyrite is a
0: nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers, designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07 320.
6: For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown, or phone 9464 2439.
7: Southern FM sponsor.
10: Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday, the 24th of September, 2023. Rings are $100 each, with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
11: Dogs are awesome. Think about it. When you give them a little love, they'll give you their heart. They don't care about how much money you make, how good you look, or even how bright you are. They love you for you. That's why we need to train more assistance dogs. They take care of people in need by helping out with everyday tasks, from opening doors to emptying the washing machine. To help us share the love, find out how you can get involved by visiting assistancedogs.org.au.
4: This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum
1: to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday,
4: 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ.
8: You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
11: So, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.
1: And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, I'm proud to say that we have the 600-mile fed winner from Bukaloo uh, this week. And it was an absolute, uh, well, it was only the only pigeon I saw for a couple of days. There's another pigeon in now. But, yeah, that was an absolute great bird coming in from the 600. And we have the winner of the 600-mile race from Bookaloo of the Victorian Homing Association. And that's Mr Tony Cattazano. Hello, Tony. Welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate.
5: Oh, thank you. How are you going?
1: Yeah, good. And congratulations, mate, on your great win. Can you tell us how the bird come in and uh, what bloodline you had? And uh, yeah, ha- had how did it come in? And what what was the feeling like when you clocked this pigeon?
5: Yeah, yeah, it was. uh it was on the. Uh, it was on. It was on Friday. Uh, Friday morning, um, I got up to. Um, basically uh, feed the birds and that and uh, feed all the stock birds and give them a bit of a clean on that and um, got out and um, walking around my my gumboots and uh, anyway, um, yeah, saw this pigeon land and I, I didn't know what it was. I thought it might have been a 500 or something and um, it landed sort of funny because when it landed, it hit its two wings on the porch and um, so I went up to it and um, slowly moved it in and uh, clocked it and it ended up being a 600-mile race. And, um, yeah, and I didn't know if I won by then or not. I thought there'd be a few pigeons around. And, yeah, we went to the club and, uh, yeah, no one had one. It was yeah, an amazing feeling, yeah, not, no no one having a pigeon. Um, yeah, and I knew it was a hard race because we never got them for two days. So it was on its third day. So, um, yeah, so it was a bit amazing, yeah. What a buzz. Uh, I would have been
3: excited, wasn't it? Was of, very exciting. It was a bit
5: of... A bit of a buzz, anyway. I've been doing good on the hard races and that, So uh, and that sort of you know, topped it off. There was a couple of times during the year with the National where I clocked just, got fourth in the National, and there went another hard 400 the same time. I got okay. fourth at 10.30 at night. So the birds have really been pulling up on hard races, you know, yeah. um, just because of the work I've been doing to them. Um, and, uh, yeah, just taking it easy with them, light tossing, et cetera, single tossing them and that. Given the idea of just leaving the race point and just going for home, uh, I think that helps. And um, what's helped them is um, yeah, giving them um, the right foods and the right nutrition to get them right um, in that way as well. Um, uh, yeah, so that I've sort of uh, think I've done that right. And there, the pigeon came from an auction. I was at a Camperdown uh, sale. A couple of years ago, before COVID, yeah, and um, what had happened was I uh, I wanted to buy hard day pigeons, but no one wanted to sell me any. So um, I uh, basically uh, went there to down sale, and um, I asked the guy there all these young pigeons, you know, and and I didn't know what what I wanted in there because I've only been doing pigeons for the last three years, um, racing the last three years. I used to race when I was a young kid, and then I stopped because work was with commitments, and then I did couldn't do it, and yeah. I'm a big believer you're not going to do it properly, don't do it at all. Fair anyway, enough. so, um, yeah, after a few years of racing, yeah, I wanted some hard day birds, because I live in Yarrenbat and I'm a short marker, so, you know, I, they're the sort of birds I'm, I want to get. So I went, to, went down to Camperdown Sale, and um, I saw, uh, spoke to a couple of guys there, and I said, I want hard day pigeons, and this older guy said to me, I've got the right birds for you. So he took me right down the back, but they had these squeakers, and um, they were Tassie birds, and what they were was they race into New South Wales, so they fly into, out of New South Wales into Wilson's Promontory, Melbourne, which is about three 400 k's. Then they go across water, 270 k's, straight into Tassie. And he goes, you can't get any harder birds than that. Jeez. So I said, so I said what sort of bloodlines are they? And he goes, well... All I know, there's five, five to six bloodlines in these pigeons, and they're all hard day pigeons. I said, "What's?" He goes, "We know there's a, there's a Goodyear in there, there's a Wickham in there, there's a Will Harrisman in there, so there are all these hard day bloodlines in there." And I said, "Oh, that's okay." So anyway, one was a grizzle that didn't have a ring on, a squeaker that he didn't, he didn't um, mark, and then one was a, a blue checker cock that was a young one with a ring on it. Anyway, so I thought, oh yeah, that's all right. So didn't think much of them. So um, I waited, for, and I thought they'll go for three, four hundred bucks each. Yeah. So um, basically, long story short, the auction started. it got to those birds. Uh, the grizzle went with no ring on, which was the hen, went for about forty-five, fifty bucks. And and the cock bird, the cock bird um, that had oh, a wow. ring on. And and that went for sixty five bucks. I thought, oh, this is unbelievable. I thought, I thought I was looking at three four hundred bucks each, you know. Wow. And I thought, I thought you can't even buy, you can't even go out for dinner and live on Street Carlton with bloody. <laughs> no, you're right. You know what I mean? you're right. You are right. Yeah, these are bloody racing pigeons wow. with uh, hard day bloodlines in them. You know what I mean? Yeah,
6: so um, can't
5: go wrong. So I, so I took them home and um, fed them up, put them in stock. And uh, bred them the first year and crossed them out and did no good, and then the second year, which is this year, I thought, bugger it, I'll pull, I'll put them together, uh, brother and sister together, and see what happens. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, it's 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 it, you're you're making the blood stronger, so yeah. you can't do any better than that. And uh, bingo, that's where it comes from. They clicked. Uh, one of the hardest races VHA's VHA ever had um, is basically. Um, I pulled one out on the third day. Well, good on you, mate.
3: You must be proud.
5: You.
3: you must be yeah. really proud. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Like I yeah. said, it's, not, it's a very hard race like that and to clock, you know, not many birds around.
5: Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it, it, it comes. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it out of that. You know, we <laughs> should I, I, yeah, it's hard to believe. But of yeah, course. I mean, uh, you, you, you don't st- know where, when they're going to drop. You know what I mean? No, you that's just don't right. Know when, yeah? you well, know. talking
1: about Camperdown, you mentioned Camperdown Homing Pigeon Club's sale. They've got a yeah. sale coming up. So if people are chasing distance pigeons, in my... that's the place. Yeah. They've got one uh, happening on Sunday, the eleventh of December. Oh, okay. Let in let Camperdown, I think, yeah. So I think, it was, I
5: think it was. I think it was about then, about three years ago. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was really. It was a nice little country town, and it was good to get
3: out. You know what I mean, and yeah, it was uh, it was good. Yeah. Now you mentioned this is Joe Angelino, mate. How are you going? Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, good, good. Listen, good, you said
3: good. Uh, you said you mentioned that you, you used to race back in the day when you're when you're when you're younger. Can you yeah. go? Can you just go through? You know, like when you started pigeons, and and you know how old you were, and all that, and who got you involved in pigeon racing.
5: Oh, okay, yeah. Um Basically, when I was when I was about fourteen or so, yeah. um, being an Italian background, um, we had chooks, and um, Mum always used to have pigeons there. Yeah, manja. Uh, yeah, yeah, manjar, yeah, Manja, For soup, manja. For, soup, for, <laughs> soup for, for soup, and that. Anyway, uh, any, uh, pasta, pasta. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, having, having soup, and anyway, um, and Dad used to buy them at the market, and that you know, yeah. and then I said, to, I said to Dad, "Can I have a few pigeons in this little?" in a little area here, and he goes, yeah, no problems. So I had these pigeons there, and then um, I had someone come over and goes, you should join a pigeon club. And I said, what pigeon club was there? And so anyway, and I was only about I was only about 14 at the time. Um, this is a true story, mind you. Um, so I joined the pigeon club when I was about 14 years old, and uh, what had happened was um, I went there and I thought, Jesus, look at all these <laughs> pigeons. And, and then I said to everyone... Well, they go up to the first race was Nagambi, yeah, in Greater Melbourne. I thought do these go to Nagambi and they come home. I said, really, I couldn't believe it. You know, of course, and I was only I was only young at the time. You know, yeah, yeah. And anyway, um, so I I thought, Jesus, I'm going to do this <laughs> anyway. And anyway, I thought I couldn't believe it. I just all of a sudden I was just you know, when You meet a a nice good-looking lady, you thought of melt to it sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, this is like me with pigeons, you know. <laughs> it's like all of us. <laughs> and, and, and and then I got this schedule from the, the ring secretary. Shit, you start from 70 miles and you go to 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles, and they go right up on the border of Queensland coming back home and even Tassie. And I was fascinated, you know. Anyway, um, so I got these pigeons off people uh, from the pigeon club that just gave them in for nothing and that. Yeah. And then I start I started and, and I bred the birds and no problems. And then um, I started to get to know pigeons and I sort of had a niche for them. Yeah. And the first, the first year I didn't set the, the house on fire and I think I was 15. Yeah. And then when I was 16, I had a really – I knew pigeons at the back of my head, you know. And yeah. my biggest success was – with and you could look it up and it's through greater melbourne i flew uh, i flew during the year and then my biggest success was i flew with 10,300 pigeons which was a national open to all the feds and that was a 12 hour race i got 7th in the national and oh won the greater melbourne God. fed with 200 flies at the time Jeez. and that was my, and i was only i was the youngest person to do it i was in the front of the Pigeon Journal, oh, and I was geez. 16 years old after my second year of racing pigeons, so that was my biggest success. You know, and that's something
3: that sticks with you forever, and that's why you got yeah. back into them.
5: And I, and I and my dream was to come back in pigeons and join the VHA, yeah. and try and knock off a feed with the VHA, <laughs> which, I, which I did this weekend. And you
3: did. <laughs> Your dreams come true. <laughs> oh, how good come is that? you see? So that, ah, congratulations. That was one of my biggest
5: success to... To, to be seventh in the national with 10,300 pigeons and then knock off the greater melbourne fed at the same time the birds were let go 7:30 7:30 in the morning and i clocked at 5:30 at night yeah now to, to make the story even more bizarre yeah which the ring secretary knows the pigeon i clocked to win that national to get seventh in the national and win the greater melbourne fed What happened was I strayed a stray pigeon from a guy called Malcolm Staley. And the pigeon I strayed in, I rang Malcolm, and Malcolm goes, ah, it's only a squeaker, you can have it. Well, that's the one that won the Greater (laughs) Got Feeding in the International with 10,300
3: pigeons. Wow. How's that? That's a good story, that. Did you did he get Did you get a phone call saying, "Oh, can I have that pigeon back"? <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, no. He was good. He was oh, good. I got only, only six days top. But that that was my uh that that was a, a, an unbelievable story that had happened that I and that you know I always wanted to win a, a VHA feed, which I've been trying the last three years. So I've been back in pigeon the last three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, in that time I, I just didn't have time and that was the small business I was running, so I thought I've had enough now and I'll go back into pigeons. And Good on my, you. My successor started two, three years later. Good on you. Uh, same as happened with the National when I was 14 years old. Started pigeons at 14 and it when I was 16, won my first uh, Fed with Greater Melbourne and got seventh in the National with 10,000 birds Damn, and it you, was a 12-hour race. You it must have a, a gift, race, mate. You must you know?
3: have a gift for the pigeons, I'll tell you. It's the yeah. you've got a lot of yeah. members out there that have never even come close to winning a fed, and here you are. You've won two one when you were young and one now just last 600 weekend. Miles. You know, a six hundred mile out of all races, one of the toughest races all year, and he yeah, and he, yeah, and he, yeah, he, and he cracks it.
5: Well done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been close all year to trying to win a Fed, but yeah, you know, I had to win the hardest one out of a lot of them, the longest one. Yeah, 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 that's that the right. best
3: one. That's the that's the
2: w- your one, the Melbourne Cup.
3: That's exactly <laughs> right. That's the Melbourne Cup of pigeon racing.
5: Oh yeah, no! Cup for you know, yeah, yeah. Well,
3: look, was, one of my one of my questions was going to be, uh, what was your men- memorable moment? But you've already you've already told us. You know, there was two of them. So that's <laughs> oh,
5: fantastic. Oh well, the, the memorable moment was when I was, you know, sixteen years old, yeah. with guys in their sixties and fifties that had pits. And Doug Ince and Godfrey Stevens, and some of the biggest flyers. And I could go in there and win a Fed and get seventh in the national. Wow. And and basically, and I was flying against 10,300 pigeons to get seventh and top off the Greater Melbourne Fed. That was my biggest success. Now, it's all Mickey Mouse stuff, sort of thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, You're it's still going to be good to win. Oh yeah, but no, it's I think not easy. When I was 16 years old, yeah, my dad didn't have any money to go and buy pigeons. They were all nah. leftover crumbs from people that got me by exactly. Um, and I learned from them. But my biggest success, yeah, I started when I was 14, and at 16, I could go out there and and win a, a get seventh in the national, win a Greater Melbourne Fed. I thought that was a really good effort, you know.
3: Oh, well done, well done. Now yeah. with with yeah. your with your bird that you won uh, uh, in the 600. Well, how did yeah, you yeah. how did you prep that? Like feeding wise and that, and tossing wise, did you toss it much? Did you, and did you just feed as much as you want? How did you How did you prepare that bird?
5: Uh, the bird. What I did is after the after, I, I, they started to, to, I started to toss them, um, basically um, at the end of the day, really hard to <laughs> basically for the to the club races, and then after the club races stops, this after about six weeks, I stopped tossing them. Yeah. And then what I would do is just basically toss them probably 30 Ks away yeah and just toss them in groups of 20 and, and, and 30s yeah and then eventually as the races got longer and harder, the tosses would be the same back 20 Ks to, to 30 Ks and then drop down the numbers to five five birds to 10 birds okay and sort of get them used to it and then to get the speed in them. Um, so they, to get the fitness with them, they still still went my 20 Ks, 30 Ks, but then I'd start from, from when daylight savings started, uh, starting from six o'clock, seven o'clock, getting later and later yep. and letting them go. And basically, um, basically, yeah, they, they'd speed quicker and quicker and I'd get them and I'd get them to let go last at about eight o'clock at night, and, and then, Get them prepared that way and that's what I would do with them yeah
3: and that worked for you
5: see that's and awesome. that worked for me that worked for me yeah, correct, yeah. No, that's correct, good. Yeah. and what about that's feeding right.
3: yeah what about feeding so, feeding wise
5: yeah yeah feeding wise um yeah I'm, I sort of engineered my own feed on that because I think getting getting uh pigeon mix and giving them pigeon mix that's not the end all and the be all but mm-hmm. uh they had a they, they had race mix but then with the race mix I'd put other I'd put other things in there thing I'd put some broccoli I'd put some spinach in there yeah. so I I'd, I'd put some other other types of uh, raw raw veggie sort of thing in there to keep yeah. them sort of going as well do you know what I mean yeah very and then i I'd, I'd, I'd use a bit of oils in there as well um, just to get them going as well um, I, I buy a lot of stuff from pigeon vitality yeah and, and that and that's really really good gear because that's one of the secrets in pigeon racing because a lot of their vitamins they've got, what it is, is the pigeons are flying 10 hours, 15 hours, and a lot of the things they lose, they can never get back again. And Pigeon Vitality have got all the vitamins that helps the pigeons recover a lot better and keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think well, the you, you're, going to the right,
1: you're going to the right place, Tony, because uh, Gary Gillard is the fella that uh, has got that... Um, that, that that service, and he's a, one of our major sponsors here at the radio.
5: Thank you, Gary. Yeah, oh, it's fine. okay, oh, that's good. Yeah, well, I just they've got a number of products, but some of their products I've read up on them. I like it because it it recovers their red cells. It it, it gives them more stimulation of, of, of quick recovery. Um, it's got a lot of good things that pigeon mix doesn't have. That's the problem. And the birds so need it. I think where a lot of what a lot of people do is they just give it medication and pigeon mix. Well, that's not the answer because at the end of the day, you have got someone like me using those products, and you use it to uh, when the pigeon needs it. Of course, um, it's very it's they're very hard to beat me because at the end of the day, the birds are prepared. You know what I mean? That's right. And and pigeon mix don't doesn't prepare the birds. All the pigeon mix does is. Give them food to keep them alive, but to go the next level, you need to use that sort of stuff that actually gives them a little bit more energy in their blood to keep going because they're under pressure all all right through the season. You know what I mean? And, and you, I think that's the key, is what the key of. It,
3: yeah. And do you medicate often, or with medication? And what medication do you I, use?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 I, I just, I'm pretty simple with medication. I just use Turbosol once a week when they come back from the race. Yeah. I just give them Turbosol just in case they got anything just to clear themselves out. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's it, and, and that's it really. Okay, that's it. And then what I do during the year, I might give them um, the rota they got the rotor vaccine. Yes, just to, to just to lift them up a bit with their, if they're sick or something like that yep. or the rotor viruses. Wearing off, I just give them a jab. Just sort of, uh, they're okay. You know what I mean? So I haven't. They don't fall. They don't fall sick on me or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I, that, that that's helped the shares. So well, um, yeah. They had, they had three jabs this year, so um, which is pretty good. So they, I jab them when they go in the loft, and then I jab them when after about about eight weeks, and then about when I start racing about July, I'll give them a jab in July. Okay. Well, they get three, so which sort of protects me and
3: touch wood, I've had no sick pigeon, you know? Well, that's it. Some people say, ah, oh, they only need one shot. You know what?
5: I think you're taking you're taking a gamble yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, problem the, with, the problem I find with pigeon flyers is they've got all these theories, but at the end of the day, they're no doctor and they're no vet, you know what that's I mean? That's right, they're all exactly. Just testing, you know what I mean? They've got no accreditation to say that, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's just their you opinion and right. you, you don't have I to... Mean, all of, if you look at medicine today, people are living longer because... Uh, at the end of the day, the professions have, have told us what we have to do, and it works, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. The people that aren't professional. So at the end of the day, the vaccine's there, it works, and uh, I've had a problem with it at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now yeah. tell me, you've been back in
3: it for the last three years, right? Yes, yeah, Where yeah. Where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years' time,
5: Tony? I think what's going to happen, my thing is, I think what's happening is, is what my what my theory is. The Chinese people are getting into it because the Chinese have got the money and got the lifestyle. Yep. So there's a lot more Chinese will get into it, um, and I think a, a lot of Indians will start to get into it as well. Yeah. They've got money, and I think as the older people are dying off and they're, and they're they're basically got their own fancy ideas. I think the WPS, the VHA, and the Greater Melbourne. Uh, will all as one big team um, at the end of the day yeah as the as every as the older ones die off there'll be the new generation coming in yep. and the new generation will just mold it all together and they'll change it into bigger prize money and it'll be a lot more sufficient to run it you know what I mean yeah. and then, and then when that happens in 10 years time the people that are around will say Jesus why didn't we do this 10 years ago? <laughs> Well that's what, happens, right. you know, that's, that, that's what happens that's true that's what happens cuz at that, at that, at the, at the <laughs> moment all the, it's like telling some 60 year old something and he's walked his own way you just you're talking to a brick wall you know what I mean <laughs> that's but as what, they that's right. as they go as they get out of pigeons as they get older they get yeah. out you get the new generation comes in and um, it's like computers How many eighty-year-olds use computers? But how many kids do you go to their house and they've got a computer? Every second kid's got a computer. It'll change. It'll change. Uh, It'll change. Well, that's it. Exactly. So,
3: last last question for the for the for the day, mate. Uh, What advice would you give a new flyer? What advice
5: would give a new flyer? Would you give a new flyer?
3: If some yeah, so a new new flyer come up to you and said, "Hey, Tony, I want to race pigeons." Well, you know, never never raced before. Give me some advice. What would you give him?
5: You yeah, say- I'd say it's an amazing sport. It's a sport that gets you thinking. It's a sport that basically keeps you fit because you're, you know, cleaning birds, grabbing birds, going to the club. It's a, it's a sport that's an interest that keeps you alive. And it's a sport, it's an amazing sport where you've got pigeons coming back from two, 300 miles and, it's incredible seeing them coming home. It's a it's a sport that's it's not boring. It's it's not like just having the same dog for fifteen years. You're breeding different pigeons every year. Um, you basically got different pigeons. Uh, it's it's a sport that's um that's it's amazing, yeah. And it's a sport every week you look forward to racing and looking forward to winning. Well said, mate. Well said, Tony. And um and the thing and the thing is the reason the the reason the other thing is the reason why pigeons is important to you about your health. I'd say to them, listen, today in Australia, um, we've got the biggest problem of diabetes because people today, because I I was a financial planner, and I saw a lot of insurance, I've retired now, but I used to do that for 30-odd years. And the problem um, insurance companies are facing, uh, people with diabetes and high blood pressure, and the reason they've got diabetes and high blood pressure is because they've got smaller houses living in their apartments and there's no exercise and they're just and they're getting fatter and fatter and eating more and more. Well, with pigeons, you've got to exercise because you're doing all the stuff you need. You've got to clean them, you've got to pick them up, you've got to do things, your body's always ticking. So it's a form of, of going to the gym, which is going to make you live longer. That's right. He's right, but how come my punzer's big, <laughs> huh?
3: Is the how, I said you're right, but how come my punza is big? My my oh, gut. No. <laughs> is it too
11: much lasagna? What is it? <laughs> you
5: yeah, yeah. The yeah, so I, yeah, I would say to a new member. Yeah, it, 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 it's a form. Of, you know, forget <laughs> it. It's a form of enjoyment and a form of exercise to keep you alive. That's true. And as, and as you get older, you don't want to lose your brain because you're not using it. That's where a lot of people go. That's true, actually. Sense, is having pigeons, you won't get Alzheimer's disease because your brain's thinking yeah, you've got to right. do this, you've got to right. breathe this, that's you've got to go to the exactly. clock. Exactly. What number belongs to 62? Yes. What's 54? Yes. So your brain's always engineering working. Why people get dementia when they're old because they retire and they sit in the front of the couch watching TV, ready to die. Exactly, so the, well, uh, yeah, And it's the true. old story, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And that's well, what happens. Yeah. Well, that's why, where, mate. Um... Where, where with pigeons, you, you're always, your brain's thinking, you're exercising. So it's good for your health.
3: Hey, That's right. You're 100% and most important, right. most
5: important, the reason why to have pigeons as well is you can have a cup of coffee, sit down and see them in the grass which gives you a form of meditation, where meditation is the best cure for cancer and all sorts of things. So they give you meditation, which is very important, because we live busy lives and we're worrying about everything. So with pigeons, and this is one of the reasons I got into it, for me it's a form of exercise and a form of meditation, and the rest is a bonus.
3: Well, you are 110% right because nothing better than finishing a hard day's work and all we think about is going home and checking on our birds and, you know, watching them fly or especially like now we're breeding and you've got these youngsters hatching and it's just, you just forget about everything. You forget about everything and it's just so relaxing and enjoyable, you know.
5: You're 100% what you just said is right. the brain needs that because as I said, if the brain gives up on you, that's where everyone's got cancer and the problem is, if the blood flows change, that's what happens. And I think pigeons gives you that um, happiness in life and the relaxation in life that you need, you know?
3: Yeah, you're right. One hundred percent right. Listen, Tony, yeah. it's been a great interview. Um, yeah. thank you congratulations, mate, uh, for yeah. winning the, the six hundred and yeah. I hope we get you I hope we get you you win another one and we get you on again. You know? Yeah, i
5: love, to talk, love, love right. to talk to you again it anyway.
3: It was a really, really good interview. You, you said a lot of things that are very helpful for everyone, all the <laughs> listeners out there. Congratulations,
2: yeah. Tony, and good luck for next year.
3: Yeah, no, thank, thank, you. thank, thank you for that. I'm yeah. Tony anyway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Thanks for that. All right, you have a great day and we'll talk soon, okay?
5: Yeah, I hope I've answered all your questions. You
3: did, mate. Thank you very much.
11: Everybody grew Everybody shared Ooh. Mary, Mary, you're on my mind The folks are gone and the place is
8: Southern FM.
9: On air and online via the free Community Radio Plus app. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play.
8: Yellow Drops is now available
1: in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 0343. 59981000 or pigeonvitality.com.au
7: Southern FM sponsor
9: Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tarameed. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tarameed stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road Tulin vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a
0: nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients, such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers, designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07320.
7: Southern FM sponsor.
10: Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday, the 24th of September, 2023. Rings are $100 each, with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
1: Oh, well, fellas, it's uh, yeah, jam-packed again. We're running out of time and we've got to quickly say goodbye. So goodbye, Tony.
2: Goodbye, Ben. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, all the listeners, and goodbye to everybody around the world. And we'll catch you next week.
1: Now, Joe Angelina, you heard that fella that won the 600-mile race. He went to this camper down homing pigeon club. You trail, sure did. And he bought the pigeon and he won the 600 more. So,
3: mate, you, you can go so to So, Camperdown Homing
1: Pigeon Club is having another sale on Sunday the 11th of December at the Camperdown Poultry Pavilion located at the showgrounds corner of Erie Street and at Addeny Street, Camperdown. Go down and support
3: Viewing these guys. Viewing from
1: 11am, auction starts at 1pm. Contact Graham on 0408 545 838. Right? Go
3: down and support these
1: guys because... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go there. Yeah. I'm well,
3: well that's it. Call. If I'm free, I've got nothing on. I'll come
1: with you. All we'll right. go for a drive, all we'll right? Go. Tony's coming. Yeah, we'll yeah. go for a drive. That's yeah. it. No, oh, anyway, what they, else, what else are you going to do? They, they're we'll going to have,
2: we'll have good pigeons there. And too. they've
1: got food and drink. Manja. Joe. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> 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 all right, yeah, Joe Angelina, we've got to go. Goodbye. All break. right, goodbye. Arrivederci. <laughs> see you, Tony. See you, <laughs> See you, every
3: thought to all the listeners. And ciao, ciao. Cheerio.